Right, turn your Bibles to the book of John chapter 5. John chapter 5 for our thoughts this morning. This morning I want to speak to you on the subject of passing from death unto life. While I was up at the hospital with Pop, uh, there must be, and I'm sure Sister Tabitha knows, there must be a shortage of nurses. Because we got there at 10.30 and Pop didn't get into an ER room where he could lay on a bed till 5.30 the next morning. We set up there and set up there. And, of course, when you're setting up there, you see plenty of sights, that's for sure. We had a couple ladies behind us that were talking, and uh, they were talking about the Lord, and I thought, well, praise the Lord, good deal. And anyways, uh, this one lady said, well, where do you go to church? Another lady said, well, I don't go to church. She says, well, do you really know the Lord then if you don't go to church? And she goes, well, sure, you don't have to go to church. And I will give this little lady her prop. She goes, you're right. You don't have to, but you want to. And I thought, well, I'm not even about to get in the middle of this one. Because that one lady knows her Bible. Wouldn't it be nice if everybody knew their Bible? Wouldn't it be nice if everybody knew the gospel? Do you know that the gospel is plain and simple? But so many times we want to dress it up. We want to make it appear to be something that is spectacular when the word of God, the gospel is Biblical, it's gun barrel straight, and it's simple. I'm thankful it's simple because I'm able to comprehend. What is the gospel? It's his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's the gospel. So we're going to go to John here, chapter 5, and we're going to start with verse 19. And this is what the Word of God declares. It says, Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel. For as the Father raises up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. For the Father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they shall live. 
For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Let's pray. Father, I love you and praise you. Thank you for allowing us this opportunity to come and assemble your house in your name. Thank you for our membership those that are here we thank you for our visitors our guests lord and lord i just pray now as i break the bread of life you'll just give me the words to say to encourage your people to feed your flock and lord we pray that if there's one here today that doesn't know you and the free pardon of sin that this would be the day they're saved before it's eternally too late lord be the prayer requests may your will be done with each one and lord we just pray you'll bless this service and everything that we say and do this morning will bring honor and glory to you, for it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Be seated, please. Of course, we look at verse 24. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Do you know Jesus is already preaching the gospel there? That's the gospel in a nutshell. It's simple, it's straightforward, but he, this is even before he went to Calvary to die to atone for the sins of the world, he's preaching the gospel. Now the background is this, remember Brother Randy and Revival brought a message on the lame man, and the man was lame for 38 years, and he was in Bethesda, remember he went into the pool, oh he wanted to go into the pool, he wasn't able to because somebody always beat him there, but Jesus spoke, and a miraculous thing happened. He was healed immediately. Now, all of those legalist Jews, you would have thought, would have been celebrating. They'd passed this man by day after day. They'd seen this man 38 years. Now the man has taken up his bed. He's walking. You would have thought they'd have been praising God. But what were they doing? Wait a second. He's carrying his bed. It's on the Sabbath. Uh-uh. And they decided when he told them that it was Jesus that we got to put him away. We got to slay him. So this is the Lord's rebuke of those legalistic Jews. And let me just say something about legalism. There's too much of it in the church today. Amen. Oh, if you don't wear the right clothes. If you don't have the right kind of Bible. And by the way, really, that shouldn't even be a question because there's only one kind of Bible to have. Amen? It's the King James Version. The authorized version. All of this NIV stuff, American Standard ESV, all of these things, throw them in the trash. You say, brother, you shouldn't say that. I'm sorry, but this is the closest as you're ever going to get to the original transcripts. And I'll go one further than that. This is the perfect word of God. 
perfect. Every comma, every period, every word is perfect because it's God-breathed and inspired and you can count on it. Some of these other versions leave entire passages out. But let's leave that for another sermon. Let's begin in verse 19 again. This is his rebuttal. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these things also doeth the Son likewise. What he's saying is this. I am not doing this independently on my own. I am doing this because it's God's will. And in essence, what he's saying is because God has power to do anything, he also has the same power. In essence, he's saying, me and God are one and the same. The deity of Christ. Lots of folks out there don't, don't even believe in the deity of Christ. You say, well, how do you know? Because they've knocked on my door. And I've had to show them. I go to the refrigerator and I get an egg. You say, what do you do with an egg? I said, what is this? It's an egg. I go, but it's made up of what? Shell and a membrane and a yolk. Now, there's three distinct parts in an egg, but it's an egg. It's the same way when it comes to God. One God, but three distinct relationships to man as God, as the Father, as the Son, and as the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus, in essence, is saying to them. Me and the Father are exactly the same. And then he says, For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel. Understand, he performed a wonderful miracle on the lame man at Bethesda. This man had been crippled. And everybody there would have to say, yeah, that was a miracle. 38 years we watched him sitting crippled, not able to help himself to the pool of Salome. It was a miracle. And by the way, Jesus just spoke. Take up your bed and walk. Now that's a miracle. And the people marveled. But what he's saying here is this. This is nothing compared to the spiritual miracle I can do when I go to the cross and I die to atone for the sins of the world because the dead in sins and trespasses will be made alive. You see, lots of folks out there, they believe that Jesus was a great teacher. Lots of folks believe that, oh, he, he must have been a man of God because after all, he performed miracles. But he's not the son of God. He's not the Christ. But oh, he is. And that's what he's telling these Jews at this time. That were wanting to slay him. Because they said, 
he counted himself as being the son of God equal with God. Well, if you read the Bible, he is. Amen. And the Bible's pretty plain. There's so many passages there that prove, Brother Shiro, that he is God. In the beginning was what? The Word. And the Word was what? And the Word what? Came flesh and dwelt among men. Now, notice what he says. For as the Father raises up the dead and quickeneth them, that word quickeneth means makes alive, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. And it's true. God is God, and he's all-powerful, and it's true. God can raise the dead. Jesus is telling this group, so can I. So can I. And of course, blasphemous is what they probably thought. How dare he claim to be equal with God? The reason he claimed it was he was. He would perform even more miracles and he would raise the dead. And we all know Jesus, the Bible tells us he raised the dead several times. There's several passages and instances where Jesus raised the dead. But you know what is even more amazing concerning this passage? is Jesus is telling them of his ability to raise the dead spiritually by his atoning death and resurrection on the cross. And that's what he's talking about spiritually. Listen, we are all born dead in sin and trespasses. We are all separated from God. But through Christ's atoning work on the cross, his death, his burial, and by the mighty power of God the Father, he was raised victoriously and came out of an old tomb. And because of that power, we who are dead in sins and trespasses by faith can be what? Made alive in Christ. And we're talking about spiritually. Listen, we may die physically. But if you've been born again, you have nothing to worry about. Your spirit is going to live on and on and on forever and forever. And if you die in Jesus, guess where you're going to spend eternity? In heaven with Jesus. Amen. Let me brag on my mama a minute. Speaking of, you know, we... Had the doctor call me and mom back there. Pop was getting a test done. So I need to talk to y'all. And he goes, you, you're a member of the son. I said, yeah, I'm his son. He goes, okay, I want to speak with you. And he goes, well, you know he's got cancer. Duh. Yeah, we know. We know. He goes, well, it's stage four. There's nothing you can do. It's terminal. There is not anything. She goes, well, his cancer doctor tells him that He's stage three and that the tumor is shrinking. And mom looks at him and says, well, she goes, well, the doctor asked, 
afterwards, what kind of cancer is it? And she goes, it's got a long, but she goes, I don't know. <laughs> she goes, well, I'm just telling you, he ain't going to make it. My doctor, my mother looks at the doctor and says, doctor, let me tell you something. I was stage four lung cancer. And I am cancer free today. You know why? Because I don't believe in a higher power. I believe in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you know what? That doctor said, well, oh, I believe also. And I thought to myself, yeah, you believe. If you believed, you'd say there's always hope when it seems impossible because God is sovereign and on his throne and he controls every circumstance. So I'm proud of my mama for taking the stand. I, again, number two, I didn't have to say a word. I just sat there and looked at my mama and said, Mom, you're all right. Anyways, that's what he's saying here. For as the Father raises up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth him who he will. You want to be alive? You want to really live? Then know Jesus as your Savior. Amen. And then look at what it says here. That all men, oh I'm sorry, for the Father judges no man but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. You see, they were literally judging Jesus for his miracle, his healing of the lame man on the Sabbath. But what we have here is the word of God declaring that guess what? The Father has committed all judgment to the Son. Which means one of these days we are going to give an account to God. And the only thing that's going to matter is what we did with the Son. Understand this morning that if you reject Christ, you're going to stand before him in condemnation and you are going to be judged by him. If you've accepted him, then you have been forgiven, you have been reconciled, you've been given eternal life, and you have nothing to worry about when you stand before him. And by the way, I'll throw this in and won't charge you. Guess what? He knows We've trusted him or not. He knows his own. But we're not going to be fooling him. <laughs> Boy, there's going to be a lot of folks try. You ain't going to fool him. Amen. Notice what it says. That, it, that all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father which is in him. Lots of folks out there say they love God, but they don't love Jesus. Can I tell you something? You cannot worship God and not worship the Son because they are one and the same. Understand this morning. There's no way to please God apart from worshiping and praising the Son just like we worship and praise God the Father. In fact, this is what the Bible says. Turn over to 1 John. 1 John, I think it's 
Oh, let's see. Two and verse twenty-three. First John two and verse twenty-three. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Do y'all get that? Again, you cannot worship and praise God apart from Christ. There's many out there that have the idea, well, we're all serving the same God. We're all going to the same place when we die. Hooey, fooey. No. He that hath the Son hath life. But he that hath not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Either you have him or you don't. But don't think in your heart. Well, I, I worship God and you have nothing to do with the Son. You're not worshiping God. You have To worship both. Now, there's many out there that'll tell you, I believe in God, but no, Jesus ain't God. I'll go one further. You cannot be saved apart from recognizing the deity of Christ. You can't be saved apart from inviting Jesus Christ into your heart. You must come through Jesus or you're not going to heaven. That's what the Bible teaches. Do you believe the Bible to be true? you believe the gospel's true? The Bible says this. The preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. But to us that are saved, it's the power of God. Paul said in Romans, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto the Jew and unto the Greek. You see, it's the gospel. And listen to Jesus proclaim the gospel in this next verse. I love this right here. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word. Notice he said, he that heareth my word. He's not just talking about ears here. Amen? Because if he was, I would be in trouble. I've only got one ear to hear out of anyways. And I might not hear. He's not talking about ears, Brother Cyril. He's talking about he that heareth the word in his heart. He needs to understand that he is lost. There's nothing he can do. To earn God's favor, but must accept 
the finished work of Christ by faith and believeth. That word believe, you say, oh, well, that means faith. You're right. But he's talking about hearing. And what? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. In fact, Paul even said to the Corinthians that it was through the foolishness of preaching that he, he uh, saved them that believe. Through the foolishness of preaching. So we must hear the word, and then we must heed the word by believing. Literally believing that Christ is who he said he was, and he did what he said he would do. Amen? This is so good here. If it's not outlined in your Bible, you don't have it highlighted You need to do that. Because here's the gospel. Jesus is proclaiming the gospel before he even went to the cross. Here in this passage. Notice what he says. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me. Who sent him? God. And it's amazing to me that God would bestow grace and mercy Upon us to begin with. Because after all. We are wicked. We are his enemy. But he loves us. And because of his grace. He sent his son. Notice that word. Hath. Everlasting life. The person. That believes. And trusts Christ. And his atoning death on the cross. For Salvation hath eternal life. Understand, it's not something you or me can ever lose once we obtain it. And by the way, it's a gift. Not something that I've had to earn. It's because of my simple childlike trust finished and atoning death of Christ that I am saved. I believe he's who he said he was. And I believe he did what he said. And he did. He died on the cross. They buried him. And he rose and came out of the grave three days after he was crucified on the cross. And because of what he did I have eternal life that I can never, ever lose. It's something that will always be there. You say, well, why do you have such confidence in that? Well, look at the next part of the verse. And shall not come into condemnation. That's why I have confidence. That's why without any... Let me put it this way. That's because I have full confidence in my salvation, never being yanked out from under me. Because guess what? I am no longer condemned before God as a lost sinner 
doomed to a devil's hell for all eternity. You say, why? Because when I trusted Jesus, Brother Cyril, guess what? I was forgiven, and there is no longer any evidence. Did y'all get that? There ain't no evidence. My sins, according to the Word of God, as far as the east is from the west, your transgressions will I remember no more. You see, no evidence. Where's the sin? There ain't none. When the Father sees me, he sees the imputed righteousness of his Son. So I don't have to worry about it. He that heareth the word and believeth on him that sent me hath eternal life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Because of Christ's resurrection, I have died. The old man is dead, and I have risen in resurrection power as a new creature in Christ. I'm new. So are you if you trusted Christ. And it's through His sacrifice and atoning death on the cross. I have eternal life. And I've passed from death unto life. You see, before you and I stood before God guilty, unreconcilable, lost, headed to hell. But because of his, re- his death and his burial and his resurrection, his atoning sacrifice, he literally suffered the judgment of God for us. We now that are saved stand before him not condemned. But we stand right in his sight because of what Jesus did on the cross. I know it's mind-boggling. I can't understand it. I'll be honest. I, I've tried to think, why? Why would he do that? That's it. That's the only answer I could ever get out of the scriptures was love. L-O-V-E, love. And none of us. Listen, if you think that I would give my son for any of you, y'all are wrongly mistaken. Amen? I'd never do it. But God did. Because God is love. Aren't you thankful for the love of God? Let me finish up here real quick. Verily, I verily, 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 I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. An hour is coming. Oh, that hour. And I think it's pretty close. No, I'm not going to give you a date and a time, but it's close. And the hour is coming. He, speaking of Christ, is going to call to those in the graves. And those that died in Jesus are going to hear his voice, and guess what's going to happen? They're going to rise in victory in Christ. And those that rejected him, they're going to hear his voice also. But they're going to rise, not in victory, but in damnation. And they're going to face the judgment of God. 
Think about that for a second. Even as hard of hearing as I am, I will hear his voice. Did y'all get that? And again, let me reiterate. He is going to know who belongs to him. And then finishes up by saying, Of course, it says here in 26, For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given the Son to have life in himself. Now, we're not talking. Jesus is not talking about physical life. He's talking about the spiritual life. You see, God the Father and Jesus are holy. They are righteous. And the only, they're one and the same, and the only way you and I can obtain righteousness and being holy is through Christ and his atoning work on the cross. Okay? And then notice what it says. And hath given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and some shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life. And no, he's not talking about works there. He's talking about those who have received Christ by faith for salvation. They will hear his voice. And they will rise to spend eternity with him. And those that reject him, look, those that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Now, you look at that and you say, oh, two resurrections. Yeah, there is. Of righteousness and damnation. And here's the question. You're going to rise. Everybody under the sound of my voice here is going to rise. Is it going to be resurrection of righteous, of the righteous? Or the resurrection of damnation. You're going to rise. Which one is it? For you. I can only answer for myself. Because of what Jesus did on the cross for me. I can stand before you. Look you in the eye and say. When the resurrection. When he calls out those that are in the grave. To come up. If I'm dead. Laying in that old grave. Well my spirit's going to be with him anyways. But this old body's going to be laying in the dust, in the dirt, taking a dirt nap. Listen, when he calls, I'm going to come up, my body is, and it's going to unite with my spirit. And I am redeemed, and I don't ever have to worry about the resurrection of the damnation. But that's me. I'm thankful I'm saved. How about you? That's the question. Which resurrection? Righteousness apart from Christ. And let me throw this in and I won't charge you. There is no salvation whatsoever apart from Christ. He is the only way. Do not listen to people that tell you there are more than one way to be saved. No. There's more than one way to get to heaven. No. Only one way. There's only one truth and there's only one life. 
and that is through the finished atoning work of Jesus Christ on the cross. No other. So have you done that? Are you saved? Do you know that you know? You see, once you obtain eternal life, once you believe, you never have to worry about God saying, how he messed up again. Nope, you're not saved no more. If that was the case, let's pack it up and go to the house. Amen? Because there wouldn't be nobody going to heaven. But no, once you are saved, you're secure in Christ, and you never ever have to worry about losing it and it being yanked away from you. How do they do it? How do you go through life wondering if you're saved or not? Did I sin too much now that I lost my salvation? That would be miserable. These things have I written unto you that you may know you have eternal life. He doesn't want us wondering. He wants us to be sure. And because of it, I'm thankful for that assurance. I don't doubt my salvation at all. You say, well, are you sure though, preacher? I mean, maybe you... Maybe you haven't interpreted the scriptures. Maybe you, you misunderstood. Nope. You know why I know that I know? One, this is God's word. It's the truth. But two, the moment I accepted Christ as my Savior, someone came into my heart to live with me and abide with me forever. Name it's the Holy Spirit. He is the third person of the Godhead. And I know that I know. How? Because of the desires I have. Once I had the desires to please the flesh in the world, now I have a desire to please my Father in heaven. I am thankful. How about you? So, in close, have you passed from death unto life? There's only way, one way you can do that. By hearing the word and heeding the word. Have you heeded it? You see, again, the gospel is straight and is true and it saves to the earth. So would you come? Obey his voice if you don't have that assurance this morning. Stand with me, please.